Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would think about our walk with you, that we would continue to work with you to accomplish your purpose in our lives until our salvation is complete. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5 Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves well know that the day of the Lord is coming in the same way as a thief in the night. Whenever they say, Peace and security, then sudden destruction will overtake them like the birth pains of a pregnant woman and they will not possibly escape. But you, brothers, are not in the darkness, so that that day should catch you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So then we must not sleep like the rest, but must be on the alert and be self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But because we are of the day, we must be sober, by putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Because God did not appoint us for wrath, but for the obtaining of salvation, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live at the same time with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, just as indeed you are doing. Now, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and rule over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them beyond all measure in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the disorderly, console the discouraged, help the sick, be patient toward all people, see to it that no one pays back evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue good toward one another, and toward all people. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But examine all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, who also will do this. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I adjure you, by the Lord, have this letter read aloud to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Paul started discussing the return of Jesus in chapter 4 by talking about how people who die before Jesus' return won't miss it. So now he turns to the subject of when Jesus will return. He says he doesn't need to tell them because they already know that it will be like a thief in the night. The idea is that it will be a surprise people will not be expecting it. But Paul says that the Thessalonians will not be caught out by it because they are in the light. Instead of it being a bad thing for them, 
the day of the Lord will be great. Paul continues the metaphor of day and night by saying that they should not sleep or get drunk. He isn't saying literally that Christians should never sleep, but that they should not go through life half asleep and miss what is going on. Most of the world is asleep to the spiritual realities, but Christians are awake and know what is going on. They are not drunk on money, power, and pleasure of this world, but they are thinking clearly. Then he talks about putting on the armor of God. In Ephesians, he mentions several pieces of armor, but here he only mentions two, the breastplate and helmet. Although he puts two spiritual defenses into the breastplate, faith and love, and hope gets its own piece of armor in the helmet. So there is that trio of faith, hope, and love again. But maybe this time Paul is emphasizing hope, that we are hoping for Jesus to come and complete our salvation. And Paul spends a few more words talking about hope. God hasn't planned to punish us, but rather to save us. And we see that in Jesus dying for us. Verse 10, So that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live at the same time with him. Here he is using sleep as he did at the beginning of this section in chapter 4 to talk about death. So if we are alive when Jesus returns or if we have died, God plans to save us. Then Paul turns to some final and rapid instructions. He says to respect their leaders in the church, to be at peace with each other, to help in various situations, which involves admonish the disorderly, which is probably a reference to the people who weren't working that Paul had instructed earlier. He says to always pursue good toward one another and toward all people. That will take different forms depending on the situation. Then he lists some spiritual things to continue in. Rejoicing, praying, giving thanks, not quenching the spirit, not despising prophecies, and abstaining from evil. Paul prays that God would sanctify them. That's another prayer in the third person. And then he asks them to pray for him. He says, verse 26, Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. He doesn't mention any names specifically, but just says to greet them. He ends with a blessing or a prayer in verse 28. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And now for a deeper dive. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. What does that mean? Clearly, if he says don't do it, then it is possible to do. Although we could argue that it is something that they could do and not something that applies to us today. He follows that by saying in verse 20, do not despise prophecies. So perhaps he is saying that if someone has the spiritual gift of prophecy, they should not hold it in and stop the prophecy. That does agree with what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 32, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to prophets. So, when God gave them a prophecy, he didn't overwhelm them, but they could choose to speak or not. The idea of quench is like throwing water on a fire. So the Holy Spirit is like fire. And we can think of the Holy Spirit coming on the apostles in Acts chapter 2 like tongues of fire. So if he's talking specifically about spiritual gifts, or the Holy Spirit himself in us, I think we can learn from this that we need to work with God in our lives. God is giving us the power to live the way he wants. But are we going to work with him? 
or will we pour water on that fire? God uses different things in our lives to direct us, and often our natural tendency is to say no, even before we think about it, because we don't often like change. But we know we aren't what we need to be yet, so that is going to take change, which means that we need to be open to change, to work with God when he points out things to us that need to change. And that isn't always negative, like getting rid of something in our lives. Sometimes it is something new and exciting. And sometimes it is staying on course when the way is hard. So the question for us is, do we want to be led by the Spirit? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexum is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.